0: Hello, and welcome back to From A to Xenon. I'm Jahan. I'm Avery.
1: And Avery, this is a very special episode. Jahan, can you believe we made it? We did it?
0: (laughs) It truly took everything (laughs) I had. (laughs) I was watching the movie five minutes ago. But here we are, 12 episodes into the return of From A to (gasps) Xenon. Which means we did a full year. We did a whole year, which comes out to a year and two months when you include our prior attempt to the podcast. But yeah, we did it. We made it a year and we thought to celebrate, there was no better movie for us as friends, for this podcast and this podcast history, and for bringing Adam along with us, than to return with Camp Rock 2. <laughs> We're going back to camp! Yes, we're going back to camp. And the reason this is particularly special is because of our first our first two episodes were Smart House and Camp Rock. But in 2018, eons ago, when we were youths, before the Jonas Brothers had reunited, would you believe it? <laughs> we recorded a Camp Rock 2 episode.
1: We did. No. And through like... Time conflicts and life and struggling. We never aired that episode. That episode never got edited. It's somewhere in our vault somewhere. And I don't know. We'll we'll never see that episode again. But we figured after a year of coming back, after a year of revival, we got to go return back to Camp Rock and give the people what they truly wanted because we left them on a cliffhanger. They knew it was a sequel and we left them hanging. <laughs> <laughs> They've been waiting since 2008. <laughs>
0: uh yeah i guess when we recorded this episode initially that movie was only 10 years old now it's 14 <laughs> years old listen
1: time is a pass no well wait <laughs> camp rock the first camp rock came out in 2008 the second camp rock came out in 2010. oh
0: second one came out 2010. Yeah. okay good 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 good. thank you to our historian <laughs> all right um so we're going back to camp and so is
1: mitchy guys Open those umbrellas, check to see if the bell works, because we are getting ready to go back to Camp Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchie, our girl Mitchie, which, if you remember from our last episode, we found out is short for Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> we think. We never actually determine that because they don't give her a full name, but that's the only
0: name we could find that it could possibly be short for.
1: Yes. Our girl, Mitchie, is in the car with mom and we are headed back to Camp Rock. And Mitchie is so excited because she hasn't seen Shane. Yes, Shane of Connect 3, lead singer, who you remember in Camp Rock 1 was kind of an asshole and very self-centered. And it took him going to camp and singing that beautiful duet with Mitchy called This Is Me to, like, get his life together. <laughs> if you may recall, they became a thing. But they haven't seen each other since camp. It's been almost a full year. <laughs> and you know what? So just for the
0: background for those who somehow haven't seen either Camp Rock or listened to our episodes, Mitchy is played by our the love of our lives. Like... As much as we love Hilary Duff, that's how much we love Demi Lovato to get you a little up to speed. <laughs> Avery and I would die for Demi Lovato. Uh, Mitchie is played by Demi Lovato, who is... So what's happened for De- uh, for Mitchie in that year? Not just talking to Shane constantly and not seeing him, but also she no longer has bangs. So we're really off to a better start
1: this mm-hmm. summer. <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs> like, she truly looks so
0: much more grown up. And uh, just as a note... Demi uses both she and they pronouns. Michi uses she pronouns in this film. So we'll use we'll use both for Demi and she for Mitchie going forward. So Mitchie is in the car with her mom, who is the camp's cook, which was a big secret in movie one, but is now something everybody knows. I will say, as Avery pointed out, Shane has like grown as a person this, uh, since last year. Everybody seems to have, and the thing they're really excited about is seeing each other.
1: Because, you know, texting's all cool and all, you know? You can you can text all you want, but, like, it's the butterflies of seeing somebody in person that's just, like, <gasps> that makes it all real. But there's a problem. On the way, Demi and her mom see a sign for Camp
0: Star. It's across the lake? We don't know what that is. Mitchie gets to camp, reunites with her old friends, Caitlin and Peggy and Ella, I think. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Are it's you just naming random people? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then she also reunites with Tess, who was, in fact, the antagonist of the last movie. And we have to ask, is Tess going to experience a Sharpe moment where all of her character development from the prior movie goes away? Let's find out. <laughs> Shane may have grown as a person, but has Tess? And Tess immediately is, like, seeing these girls cheering and greeting each other and is like, I guess nobody wants to know what's going on with me because they, you weren't in the crowd of cheering girls. You were standing off to the side, Tess. This is a you problem, not a them problem. But they seem to be on good terms and they happily like are like, well, we already know because you post Facebook statuses all the time. Burn. <laughs> so the girls all want to hear what's going on with Shane, even though mom didn't want to get her hopes up. So there's clearly like, it's in the air. What's going on with Shane and Mitchie? What, what's happening? Shane, of course, played by our boy Joe Mm -hmm, Jonas. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But where is Shane, Avery?
1: Our boy Shane and the rest of the Connect Three, played by, you know, Nick and Kevin Jonas, we have issues because the bus has broken down on the side of the road. And our boy Shane is trying to like fix a tire, do something. I don't know. But his whole plan is like, he's like, oh, we have to get to camp because he wants to surprise Mitchie and get there first. And you know, go with his opening line, "Hey, Mitchie," uh, <laughs> to see her. But we have problems because as soon as like Shane, you know, does his thing with the wrench and the tire, Jason, played by Kevin Jonas, is like, "Oh, here's this like bolt thing that I think is important. I put it in my pocket," and the bus goes tumbling down the ravine. <laughs> I
0: do not, I I distinctly actually remember saying this last time we recorded this episode because it shocked me then and it shocked me now.
1: Why do we need to see
0: a whole tour bus tumble into a ravine for this movie? like,
1: we, who had the budget to do that?
0: Where did the money come from? Didn't you spend it all on hiring
1: the Jonas bus? They all had money to wreck a bus? Okay, like, I, okay. But, But for what?
0: child was like, I could really use a tour bus rolling down a cliff right now. (laughs) And that does nothing plot-wise. They were always going to surprise Mitchie and spend the whole summer at camp. The bus has nothing to do with that. It's not like their tour is cancelled because of the bus. That that just makes
1: them a little later than planned. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, back at camp, there are questions that are like a-brewing because Caitlin's Mm -hmm. like... Caitlin, played by Allison Stoner, is like, where is everybody? Like, it keeps on being brought up that there's less and less kids at camp this year. Mm -hmm. And so we run into some familiar faces. We run into Baron and Sander, who, if you recall, were like our dancing hip hop kind of duo from last time. Mm -hmm. But I I don't know if you noticed, Shahan, too. Like. I definitely noticed the new energy that Mitchie has like being a returning camper. Cause like, if you recall, like she, the first Camp Rock, she was definitely like excited about going to camp, but like really doubting herself and really embarrassed that, you know, her mom mm-hmm. was a cook or or the cook at camp. And now like, it's a whole new year and Mitchie's like queen of camp. Like <laughs> that was exactly my reaction
0: because all last year it was about how it was Tess's show and everybody was her backup singer tell me why everybody is Mitchie's backup singer, which feels like you didn't learn the lesson last year. <laughs> Where like, like, Peggy won camp, the final jam in the first movie. And she's, she's like, Mitchie, do you have anything prepared for opening jam? Because I don't. And I was like, Peggy, you won last
1: year. How do you show up without shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's just a whole new vibe coming into camp. And Mitchie's definitely the new girl. She is, and she is, which she
0: deserves to be clear. But, like, also, Peggy kind of deserves it, too. Like, I think if you're the winner of the final jam, you should be the it girl. But no, she's not the star of the movie, so it doesn't matter. But yes, vibes are different. And Mitchie's like, oh, I had something. And then she sings a single line of a song. She's like, the rest isn't done yet. Mitchie, you showed up with one line. (laughs) But then it turns out she doesn't have the rest of the melody. She has the rest of the lyrics. She hears Sander and Baron playing a song. And she sings a song about a lot of what Avery just said. It's called Brand New Day. Is that what it's called? It is
1: called Brand New Day.
2: It's a brand new day. It is a brand new day. <laughs>
0: And it's this fun number where like every person at camp kind of, there's a couple things different, but uh, uh, like huge differences between Camp Rock 1 and Camp Rock 2. Okay. And that's, Camp Rock 2 is a true musical. Camp Rock 1, the songs only happen at the jams. These songs happen in the plot, right? Mm-hmm. Camp Rock 2. Tell me how she has a full choreographed number with every member of the camp because we are in a musical now. People can sing at each other and then act like they didn't sing at each other. It's very weird that they made that switch. It's much more high school musical, I think. Yeah, uh, a little more high school musical. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun, but very different. And But she sings with every person at camp. And a lot of the lyrics are about that stuff that Avery sang, which is like, you know, it's not going to be about the drama this year. She's going to like use her voice and let you hear it because that was her whole problem last year right she was too nervous to sing so she let tess intimidate her she's saying right off the bat
1: this mitchy is different yeah this mitchy knows how to dance too. observe she came into camp wearing cute little booty like boots and then for the dance sequence changed into flats and i was like okay <laughs> i didn't notice that <laughs> <laughs> oh i did well i noticed it only because when she came out of to camp i was like Boots are not an appropriate thing to wear at camp. Where are your sneakers, girl? And then immediately notice during this breakout number. We changed it to reasonable flats.
0: <laughs> but, you know, in the first movie, this would have been just her singing a song she cared a lot about to the crowd. Movie two, every camper is dancing. <laughs> and my reaction here, and I think it'll be my reaction throughout the movie, is, God, Disney never deserved this voice. No disrespect to Disney Channel, but like, Oh my god. Like, you hear it in pretty much any song Demi sings on in this movie, but sometimes it honestly feels like they're holding her back for Joe Jonas's benefit. Because Demi is blowing every other singer on this soundtrack out of the water. Just hands down. And of course, because it's Demi's voice. Truly, I was like, why is Demi, like, not as big as Ariana to cite, like, an exactly parallel career? Because I don't think, like, Selena's doing more acting, but, like... Demi is a big pop star. Demi, uh, Avery and I complain about this on Twitter. I feel like all the time we'll say (laughs) Demi should be bigger. Or at
1: least doing pop punk and being the biggest name in pop punk because that seems to be what they love. (laughs) And as Goddess by Witness, when she comes out with this album this month, she will be. (laughs) It will be all I listen to and all I tweet about.
0: We will get her to the top of the charts, so help us, God. (laughs) And you, listeners, will also get Demi to the top of
1: the charts. Thank you. (laughs) So, oh, I can already tell this is going to be a long one because we've only gotten to the final (laughs) sequence. Okay. So, okay. Brand new day happens. I don't know if you noticed, Jahan. I'm sure you noticed because... We are Disney queens, but did you see a little familiar camper? We got a new camper in our midst. It's played by one little Frankie Jonas, the bonus (laughs)
0: Jonas.
1: (laughs) He's at camp two this year, but not related or like having anything to do with Connect Three. He truly is just like one of the junior rockers, (laughs) which is so funny because in the first movie Connect Three, the band was not- they were not
0: written to be brothers, it was Shane Gray and his two bandmates. And in this movie, they're suddenly siblings, and Brown is- uh, Brown Cesario, the founder of Camp's, Camp Rock, is everybody's uncle instead of just Shane's uncle. And I do think that is a very strange choice. <laughs> to have made them siblings and then cast their little brother and been like, okay, so we'll make these three siblings now. This one. This one's not related. They could have kept none of them related, but they said no. <laughs> They're all related now. <laughs> it's so strange. <laughs> we see little Frankie Jonas, and then Shane and his brothers arrive, because they are now brothers. He li- They arrive on a truck with chickens. Shane falls over because they tied his sneakers together. Mitchie leaps from the stage to run to him very excited and tell me why i i gotta say this whole movie i have a bone to pick with uncle brown he is my enemy in this film but the first thing he does wrong is he's like they tell me they're here for uh because they missed me so much but i think there's another reason why are you gonna blow your nephew's spot up in front of the (laughs) whole camp why are you like encouraging the shane and mitchy gossip you are an adult man (laughs) That's when Mitchie finds out Shane and his brothers are there for the whole summer, which is really exciting. Um, And Shane's like, you know what? Don't worry about us. Treat us not as rock stars, but as normal campers. And everybody's like, all right, and turns around and doesn't pay them any attention, which is good for the movie, because in the first movie, people were always running around chasing him screaming. But it does mean that the whole movie does treat them as like normal people and not rock stars. And that'll come up a little later, I think, actually. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. I, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because we're just pretending they're normal camp attendees. So now they're brothers attending camp instead of rock stars. Attending.
1: I don't even know how, like, I guess this would be equivalent if, like, One Direction got to, we're, like, still together and being like, oh, yeah, we're at camp. Like, treat us like normal campers. <laughs> right. Or the Jonas Brothers. Oh, yeah. and the Jonas Brothers. <laughs>
0: but um so brown does tell us that there aren't as many campers because of camp star it was founded by his former bandmate axel turner and he also founded star records and we see tess go ooh, star records because it turns out like sharpay tess hasn't learned as much as we'd like her to she still is attracted to the glitz and the glamour
1: and i also want to point out that axel so Axel Turner is a former bandmate of Uncle Brown's, and he says that like Axel is holding a grudge because at some point he got kicked out of the band.
0: Yeah, so so there's there's some bad history here. Um, and then some boats drive by and shoot parachutes out at the campers. Well, they, they shoot projectiles that then parachute down. Everyone's like, we're under attack. <laughs> but it's okay. It's ingredients for s'mores because Camp Rock is invited to a
1: bonfire at Camp Star. Ooh. And the campers are all excited, but Uncle Brown is like, this is a trap. They We shouldn't go. But the, the campers want to. And so they end up going to. <laughs> mm-hmm. They go to Camp Rock. Campers go on boats and or canoes and they go and go to across the lake to Camp Star Axel Turner comes and greets Bra- Brown and Mitchie's mom, Connie. And he's very, like, very condescending and snobby, like, immediately off the bat. So, like, you know, like, something is up.
0: Yeah. He's like, you know, Camp Star is here to produce the superstars of tomorrow. What is your camp doing? Brown is like, encourage kids in their love of music. <laughs> well, don't you look like a dumbass, Brown. <laughs> Um, and, like, everybody's, like, losing it because this is not a bonfire. This is a stadium.
1: Yeah. It's an outdoor um, amphitheater. It is truly, like, inter- we have concerts here. <laughs> it's. It looks like a great venue. I'd love to see a yes. show there.
0: <laughs> and some things are happening. We're establishing all three brothers plot lines, essentially, because now that you don't have just Shane, you also have to give each brother a plot line. They are both pretty one note, I would say. <laughs> the whole movie Jason is dealing with a junior camper so he has his first run-in with um, Frankie Jonas' character he accidentally throws his video camera into mm-hmm. the lake Nate played by Nick has his first run-in with this mystery girl who calls him uh, pow- so Nate's like Nate is Team Brown he's like this is a trap Uncle Brown is right I'm not gonna stay here and then this hot girl goes hey pouty boy and Nate's like we better go find our seats <laughs> and truly that is their ev- every beat for the rest of the movie for those two is going to be either about the girl or the campers <laughs> that's all their are
1: dealing I want to say two things in this scene of like the the cute mm-hmm. girl and Nate meeting one I remember distinctly re- saying like the first time I saw this movie and maybe even in that secret recording that will never be shown to light <laughs> that this girl very much gave me like young Anne Hathaway vibes do you still feel that I absolutely still feel that. it. She is played by Chloe Bridges, who I do okay. love. I think she's great. My second thing <laughs> is, do you notice in this scene that Jason, played by Kevin Jonas, is wearing his wedding ring? <laughs> He's wearing it the whole movie. I thought, yes. it, I think it's their... I think it's their... Oh, he's
0: married he, by then.
1: I thought it was their purity rings. Yes, yeah, so I checked because I was like, well, the rest of the boys are not wearing them, but he's wearing them. And this movie came out in 2010 and he was married in 2009. So this is his wedding ring. <laughs> Sir, why'd you keep it on? I don't know.
0: You're playing a teen character. I don't know. <laughs> Another, then we also have Shane sort of establishing his plot line, which is obviously Mitchy related. And he's like... Hey, can we finally have our first real date tonight after this? Yes, of course. We all want that first date. Oh, lo- I love love. <laughs> so also at the moment when um, Nate is talking about how much he doesn't like Axel Turner, this is such a small thing, but it drove me crazy. He's like, first he messed up the Wet Crows. Now he's going to mess up camp, camp, star, uh, camp Rock. They don't tell us that Uncle Brown's band is called the Wet Crows. He just says the line, and we're expected to just accept that he messed up the Wet Crows. Nick Jonas does not have the enunciation for us to just accept that there's a band called the Wet Crows. (laughs) We don't find out that's the band name unless you're paying attention when Uncle Brown points to a poster, like, 45 minutes later. (laughs) Why would you put that in? (laughs) So, Brown, Cesario, and Axel Turner, formerly of the Wet Crows. (laughs) So Mitchy doesn't understand how this is supposed to be a bonfire because it's an amphitheater. But Avery,
1: do they give us a fire? Listen. <laughs> Axel goes, oh, like, do any camp rock performers want to perform? It's silent. And he's like, oh, no takers? And he's like, oh, well, like, we'll have the camp, st- our campers go. And he goes, oh, forgive us because we might be bad and we're new at this. Then... <laughs> We get this. I would. I would say the vibe I, it was giving me was like Chris Brown neo vibes of a camper singing a song called "Giving You the Fire." And fans, I know that we're supposed to be on Team Camp Rock and like not keep <laughs> not Team Camp Star. Like, you know, we gotta stay loyal. But when I tell you that my shoulders were shrugged, like I was shivering, <laughs> my neck was like. It was a- it's, it's a good
0: number. <laughs> it's a good song. And it's big and it's glitzy and there's backup dancers. There's obviously, we'll lear- learn in a moment, his name is Luke Williams, um, the character, just singing. He's probably wearing a fedora. He seems to wear one in every number. I don't remember for sure. And, you know, the, the hot girl who was talking to Nate is on the keyboard having a blast. And also... The bonfire is all not, there's no bonfire, but there are pyrotechnics, you know, like there are like, there's fire coming out of the stage. So yes, they do give them a fire, (laughs) if not the bonfire. Um, uh, And then at the end of the song, Dana is like throwing her arm up as she, that's the girl's name, sorry, hot girl, Mm -hmm. (laughs) throws her hand up at the end of the song. Her bracelet flies off and hits Nate in the eye.
1: It was kind of that physics, though, of like Cadet Kelly and her hat falling off. Because I was like, how is this like physically happening? (laughs)
0: Listen, no, she threw her arm so hard that a a bracelet flew hundreds of feet. (laughs) And then Axel Turner shows who he really is. He's like, hey, that was pretty good, right? Well, you know, we're actually understaffed. So any staff who leave Camp Rock for this camp, I'll pay you double listen i'm working on a summer camp i'm gonna take double pay i don't have loyalty listen i don't believe in like loyalty to your boss (laughs) but it's rough all the camp rock counselors leave (laughs) then he's like and any campers who want his transfer we can sign you up our bunks are air conditioned so campers start signing up we think oh no who's gonna leave we don't know hopefully none of our friends and meanwhile Nate and Dana are super awkward. <laughs> he just super this boy can't get it right with her. She's like, "Oh, sorry about that. You can keep the bracelet, and he's like, "What would I do with a bracelet? Nate, Nate, don't do this to her <laughs> um and so the, it, she tells him he has pretty eyes. He's like, "Thanks they're in the middle of my face, so really just and we learn that Dana is actually Axel Turner's daughter, and she's like, <gasps> Once you get to know him, he's a really great guy. Girl, he literally just stole all
1: of their counselors. (laughs) Are you sure he's a really great guy? (laughs) We got some star-crossed lovers situation happening right now.
0: Sure do, because Axel even tells her. He's like, stay away from that boy.
1: And she's like, he's clearly not into me. He told me his eyes were in the middle of his face. (laughs) It won't be a problem. Meanwhile, our girl Mitchie is like going around Camp Star trying to round up the mm-hmm. other campers. And she runs into Luke Williams, our Neo Usher-like camper who was singing, giving us he was giving us the fire. Tell me why Mitchie pretends she doesn't know who he is. I know. He's like, he's she's like, oh, who are you? And he's like, you just saw me perform on stage three minutes ago. <laughs> and he's not wrong. <laughs> Like, I love when a decom pretends something that happened
0: two minutes ago deserves a montage or something. But girl, you were there.
1: (laughs) And Luke is like, oh, you're like Mitchie. You're like Shane's girl. She's like, how do you know that? And Luke's like, you have to know the players to like play the game. So like Luke is out here like he's all about the connections and networking and playing to win and all this other stuff. And so he's like, yeah, like you should join, you know, Camp Star. And Mitchie says that like, ugh, no Camp Rocker would wanna join this overproduced ego factory, I'm quoting, in a million years. Right on cue, Tess comes through the door and says that she's called her mom to let her switch camps. Tess, when will you learn, girl? Why do you make your life so hard? (laughs) I mean, where is the loyalty? Where is the loyalty? And Mitchie's like, I can't believe you. And she's like, Well, good luck finding a spotlight with the both of the with the both of you all in it. Yeah, a spotlight like, big enough for you both just, of you. I just can't believe Yes. And she's right. They they both have huge egos.
0: Um, it's so funny to me that like she he's like, hey, it's a tough business. And she's like, it's a summer camp. He's like, it's to you, it's a summer camp. To anyone at Camp Star, it's the first step to a long and illustrious career. And this is something, this is where that thing where they don't treat Connect 3 as uh, pop stars comes up. Because it's like, which camp has actually produced successful pop stars? Camp Rock. But we're pretending that Camp Star is this, like, like, that does not apply to the movie at hand. Like, as far as the movie is concerned, Camp Star is the place to be to be successful. And I was like, sorry. Isn't Connect like the biggest boy band or something? <laughs> but that's me d- reading too deep into this. <laughs> so, so much for Mitchie and Shane's first date, because this night has not gone as planned. The next morning, Brown is happy to tell them that very few campers left. However, almost all of their counselors left and they were already understaffed. So they can't go on. Camp is shutting down today. <gasps>
1: Uncle Brown is about to go and call all their parents and tell them to pick them up, I guess.
0: like, Right, I don't... you make plans when your children are away for six weeks. You can't send those kids back, Uncle Brown.
1: Right? Like, I'd be pissed if I was a parent. I'd be like, what the hell? I got rid of Frankie Jonas. You cannot send him back to me. Uh-huh. And so the older campers, well, Mitchie kind of rallies the gang and telling them that, like, this is their summer. And they they can't back down.
0: No, we can't <laughs> We can't back down. <laughs> Not right
1: now. Cue the music!
0: About this one being a movie musical is yeah the numbers start spontaneously but they're also so strange. There's so much more like stomping and clapping and hand dancing. Indeed, in this movie, like Demi doesn't just say we can't back down, she dances the words we can't back down. There's a lot of like, like pumping her fists and like, just to show her intensity. (laughs) It's very silly. Avery and I will learn it one day. and like the oh, choreographed yeah. number also includes like these campers being like, no, we can't do this, and walking away from her while well, like she brings them back into the fold. <laughs> it's very silly because she's like singing ooh ooh yeah yeah at them as they walk away. I was like, you're not saying <laughs> It's it's very weird. Uh, once again, everybody knows the number and they join in. And in the number, it's like we've been called out, but are are you good? But do you hear your name or something? I don't once again, Demi shows up vocally. Always. <laughs> because in the middle of this number, tell me why the way she sings, don't walk away. <laughs> it like, it doesn't just blow their other singers out of the water, it blows the rest of the song away. Like it's just like, mm-hmm. why did you go so hard on that one line? <laughs> and it's it feels different than any other decom. Because Demi is simply so good, like it like lifts all the all the songs in the movie up. This song ends, and it becomes clear that so all of these they might not have counselors, but they have them. So all of the teenage campers, like Demi's age, so probably like sixteen, seventeen, agree to be the counselors.
1: I want a camp rock hat. I just everybody had they came with their cute little red baseball caps. I definitely searched on Etsy today, being like. <laughs> Can this be made? Because <laughs> I want one.
0: So um Jason is immediately forced to work with the junior campers who absolutely turn on him right away.
1: The junior counselors definitely give me like recess kindergarten yeah.
0: vibes. Like
1: <laughs> throwback to an animated show called Recess. That was the bomb.
0: <laughs> and yeah, the junior campers um are a lawless bunch. So we get a montage. We love a montage of things Not going super well, as these teenagers take on too much, (laughs) as always, because it's a decom. And I, again, I would love to write a tween movie or a teen movie where the tweener teen does not take on too much. Emotional labor, physical labor, responsibility, but that's not what decoms are about. (laughs) Uh, Everyone's, you know, it's just starting out, so everyone's in the wrong place at the wrong time, they're just learning the schedule. And it's like, yes, this was Michi's idea, but why isn't Brown implementing it? Why is Michi still the person making the schedule? What is Brown doing this whole time? That is my problem with this man. Why is Michi making all of these calls? I get that Michi has taken on too much responsibility, but once Michi said, hey, we'll be your counselors, Brown should have said, great, I'll make the schedule.
1: I'll make sure things happen. That is not what happened. I'll teach you how to lifeguard or CPR. (laughs) Thank you. You're so right. Jason,
0: meanwhile, like, has just given up on these young campers. He is fully making a birdhouse under the table. And this is important because his bit in the first movie was every time he talked to Shane, because he wasn't at camp in the first movie, he was like, hey, can you make me a birdhouse? So this is a joke that is paying off over two movies. (laughs) I didn't even catch this. Oh, we'll, we'll get to... But yes, he's working on a birdhouse under the table. But then things in the montage start going right. All the, like, Caitlin shows up to the dance class instead of the, the percussion class. Nate gets to his... Everybody starts getting there and the campers are learning from these these older kids who have experience. It sucks for the older kids that they don't get the camp experience, but I do think this is actually how camps work. Like I think once you're like 16, 17, you become like one of the counselors. That's kind of a thing. So it's not terrible, I guess. Shane catches Nate being a total creep. (laughs) This boy is sitting with binoculars, watching Dana rehearse on her lakeside baby grand piano. (laughs)
1: Right? I was going to say, why does she have a giant piano just like hanging over the lake? Listen, she must be on her Vanessa Carlton shit because something
0: had to have driven that. (laughs) (gasps) Is that that where Vanessa parked? Like right on the lake. It's very strange. Shane's like, what are you doing? He's like, lifeguard duty. Schedule's a mess, but you can't be too careful, sir. So Shane is trying to pull Mitchie away from her clipboard but she's like super overscheduled and she didn't she her mom needs kitchen help and brown comes in to say you're doing a great job instead of taking over for the child running his business
1: (laughs) right i'm over here sitting here being like is she getting paid like what (laughs) what are these child labor laws i know they're supposed to be doing this for the love of camp but like brown is exploiting these children
0: and Jason uh finally talks to his junior rockers and he tells them they don't deserve to be rock stars if they don't if they can't like be respectful and they finally quiet down and it seems like they're finally getting somewhere he's like who wants to be a guitarist who wants to be a... then he's like who wants to be a lead singer and some kids raise their hands he's like well you're going to need some tighter pants and a tambourine <laughs> which is just a fun throwaway joke.
1: <laughs> As Shane passes by, he goes, he's I heard that. Truly
0: like 20 feet away outside the cabin, which makes the joke funnier to me. <laughs> Listen,
1: so- sometimes an e just hits. <laughs> I think after this next scene, we see Nate, he's still creeping on Dana, right? He sure is. And this time he gets wet because some like wakeboarders are passing by. And so he gets sopping wet. He has to come ashore and he and Dana talk. And so, like, Dana's, like, you know, trying to be real sweet and, like, try to open up and, like, share some things about her. She confesses that, like, she wants to be a dancer. And creepily enough, why does this girl have Nate's name written on her wrist in permanent ink? She she was like, you know, I was just
0: doodling and I doodled your name, but I did it on my wrist in permanent ink. Sorry. Why is this in here? (laughs) I'm like, ma'am. This is not subtle. Like, this is weird. so (laughs) fucking weird. Like, it really, it takes me out of things every time. But, you know, she is trying to learn about Nate. She's like, so I want to be a dancer. What do you want to be? And he's like, I guess I've never really thought about it. And she's like, I guess because you'd want to be you. Because this is the one time it's acknowledged that he's a rock star, I guess. Yeah. But then her dad starts coming and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm not supposed to be talking to you. And she makes this boy hide under his Flipped canoe in the water. So shameful. This this is not how you treat a person. And he, under the canoe, he's like, you know what I want to be? The kind of guy who can tell you how he really feels. I hate canoeing. Okay, Nate. <laughs>
1: and that's the thing. Like, Nate always has, like, great answers or, like, perfect responses. But, like, after mm-hmm. Dana's gone yep. or, like, after they're done having the conversation. And it's always, like, oh, she makes him nervous. It's sweet.
0: Yeah. So Mitchie and Shane reunite, Um, you know, she's having the best day, things are finally going according to plan, Um, and Shane is like, now that everybody else has gotten some of your time, I am demanding some of my own, and I, listen, I didn't care for it. (laughs) Use of the word demanding really rubbed me the wrong way. The thing he says, and the thing he keeps on saying is, but the whole, she's like, it hasn't been that bad, and he's like, but the whole reason my brothers and I are here is so I can get to know you better. And she she's like, that's the sweetest thing anybody's ever said to me. But she has to go. She has more responsibilities. We have a very wholesome camp rock evening with, you know, the fire, uh, the bonfire. The kids, Jason feels like he's getting through to the kids, but they glued him to a log. Um, there's fireflies. Help. It's just a very wholesome <laughs> camp rock experience. And then we see... Who's in the
1: bushes? <laughs> luke and tess and they're spying on camp rock and axel's all like they're they won't make it through the summer and tess is kind of looking out in the bushes longingly like oh i used to do that like i used to have joy in my I life used to have fun." <laughs> but look what you traded it in for girl yeah and truly
0: this luke dude every time he talks he says the shittiest possible thing, and he's like don't even think about it yeah The counselors are feeling kind of on top of the world. Now that you, the campers that are counselors, they're like, there's nothing we can't do. We're killing it. We're teaching these kids. Like Peggy feels great when she's in front of the class. Caitlin does too, which is really sweet. We love to see arts education encouraged. But then like Sanders, like, I wish we had felt that way at Camp Star because they feel like they choked, but I don't think not performing when you weren't told there was a performance or a competition is choking, but they they feel like they kind of like didn't show their stuff when they had the opportunity. And they all start talking and they're like, I'd really like to see them go up against us. If we had time to prepare, like for final jam. And listen, these kids are definitely getting ahead of
1: themselves, but it gives Mitchy an idea. The next day, they go stepping <laughs> to Camp Star and... And listeners, I don't just mean like casually walking. I mean like we have a step routine happening. <laughs> why? <laughs> what act what <laughs> convinced them that they needed the step in this moment? We are stepping, <laughs> I would say to the streets, but to camp. <laughs> we are stepping to Camp Star, and we want we want another shot. We want a chance to like prove what we can do. And guys, we get another song and dance called "It's On." I have listened to it all day. Sponsored by Delia's Clothing because that's all the every person. I swear, I was like that outfit's from Delia's. The that plaid shirt. I will
0: say, I saw, I saw Mitchie's clothes, and I was like, God, I this feels so being seventeen to me. (laughs) <laughs> yep. So this is like them issuing a challenge in the form of a song called "It's On," and my reaction Stop was it. just like, "You didn't have to do this. You guys could have just stayed and done your own thing all summer." I was—that's what I would love for them to have done. But the conflict of this movie is ultimately that Mitchy kind of does still want drama. She lied in "Brand New Day." <laughs> she lied to us. <laughs> But the so it's on is this big number, like Avery said, Camp Rock is dancing up on Camp Star. And then Camp Star knows all the choreography and is in it too. And, you know, it's not just Mitchie singing. You got all of the Camp Rock kids and all of the Camp Star kids, by which I mean just Luke and Tess, (laughs) singing in this big number throughout the amphitheater. It looks really cool. It's a lot of fun. And then because this is in... uh, a true musical instead, unlike Camp Rock 1, when the song ends, it's like they just had the conversation instead of the number. And Mitchie is like, Camp Rock versus Camp Star for the final jam.
1: Oh, she might've said that before the song, sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. But Axel hears this and he thinks that this competition is a great idea. And in fact, he even takes it a step further and says like, oh, we should do this on national television. And this kind of, like, scares Mitchie a little bit. Like, she's hesitant. But then when Luke eggs her on, like, oh, like, what, are you scared? She agrees. And says, like, let's do it.
0: It's not just Luke. It's, like, every other camp rocker is, like, fully, like, they're all, like, so hype on this song with all of the aggressive fake punches. And, like, there's a lot of fists in this song. I will, like, these kids are, like, shadow boxing, like, very, um, Beat It. It's like the dancing
1: from the Beat It music video. <laughs> For some reason. That's not where I thought you were going with it. I thought that you were going to say like West Side Story. I don't... <laughs> that too. I'd argue the same influence.
0: <laughs> yeah, West Side Story <laughs> makes way more sense here. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of weird like fake punching. And these kids are all so pumped on it that like, you know, Axel's like, we'll use our amphitheater. And like, the kids are like, uh, I think Caitlin's like, wherever, we'll bring it. And he's like, an audience would be a better judge of that. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Any Anyone you want you want to invite. And he, so he just keeps raising the stakes and the kids just keep agreeing to it. And Mitchie does, po- like, she's like, I don't know about TV, y'all. But yes, Luke eggs her on and she's like, all right, let's do it. Ella, Caitlin, Peggy, Shane, everybody wants her to say yes. They're just, but tell me, why should this 17 year old have this power? Why should she, this isn't contractual.
1: <laughs> this literally was what I was gonna say. Where the heck is Brown? Why is this teenager agreeing to put his camp on national television? And why
0: does Axel think this is in any way binding? Like, But you know, all the like other camp rockers kind of pressure Mitchie, so she says yes and like we go back to Camp Rock and all these kids are deciding what they're going to perform they're already thinking about it and Mitchie's like I had this song I wrote a long time ago it's a duet but we'll rewrite it for everyone and everyone's like very excited um <laughs> Ella's like sorry i lay pretty pretty flowers on your grave i don't i don't think this is the right is this song like making me really anyone else <laughs> really sad She's on the wrong page. That song was for Mitchie's hamster's funeral. I love a decom joke. I just... They're stars. But like, truly everyone's looking at this piece of paper and like, the staging could be pretty cool. Spot, there's some spots for some great dancing and it's got a great
1: groove please, you're looking at a page of lyrics. (laughs) I know. I was like, are you guys looking at notes? Like who, how do you know this has great lighting? Where where are the spots for dancing?
0: (laughs) And um, Jason is like, and we got to have a spotlight moment. We got to have a spot for my
1: junior rockers because he's already taking care of his boys, which is really sweet. His kids. Everybody's excited about the idea of performing, but who's not excited, Jahan? That bitch uncle bro. (laughs) Uncle Brown is upset because Uncle Brown says that Axel is using this as an opportunity to destroy him. Brown is talking to Mitchie's mom, Connie, and basically says that, like, you know, Connie's like, well, she meant well and all this other stuff. But Brown is like, we're going to look like a joke compared to Camp Star. And Mitchie (laughs) hears this. Mind you, this is what I don't understand, because Brown is facing the door. She's clearly in the door. Like, girl isn't even hiding. She's not to the side of the window. Michi is standing fully framed in the full window. This, and it's like a, cab, a cabin door. It's fully window. <laughs> like it's green but you could definitely see through so he definitely saw her and was like yeah this we're gonna be a joke and he says i wish that Mitchie didn't fall into axel's trap and they act like they can't see her though which is such a
0: decom where it's like you think he can't see her <laughs> she's right there <laughs> um and he's like nobody believes in my rockers more than i do but yeah we're gonna look like a joke next to can and he explains it a little better. It's still like really hurtful, given how much he b- claims to believe in these campers. But he's like, we don't have the resources, the infrastructure, the money. We've got talent, passion, and commitment. And he's, like, but the thing is, the real problem here is when parents watch. Where do you think they're going to want to send their kids? Which is a good mm-hmm. point, Uncle Brown. But yes, when he says, "I wish he hadn't fallen into that trap," they finally hear Mitchy because she's rushed. truly. When he, when she hears the thing about how they'll probably have to shut, be shut down by this, they just come to Mitchy in the window sobbing. <laughs> and like when she, he's like, I wish she hadn't fallen into that trap. She takes off running. Like there was already too much pressure on Mitchy, And this is just like laying it on. It's now clear she's going to be like responsible for the downfall of the thing that matters most. Because Brown is like convinced this is it for Camp Rock, right? if this, mm-hmm. when this performance happens, he's basically being shut down if they don't win. Really raising the stakes inappropriately, as always Uncle Brown. And like, Connie keeps being like, but it could be great exposure. It could be good for the camp. The next day, Mitchie holds a meeting and she is uptight. From this moment on, everything is focused on winning the competition. Baron's like, what about water skiing and swimming? And it's like, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, Mitchy, what about the fun stuff? But she is not about it.
1: Yeah, Mitchy's like, we have to like, if we're gonna save camp, then we have to win, and that becomes her number one priority, her number one focus. Camp is no longer fun. Camp is to win. And Shane, Shane is like, Mitchy, we're moving in the wrong direction. There's even less time for us on this one because
0: he still hasn't gotten any time with her. Uh, but she doesn't have time to talk to him about it because she's already got to go work on something.
1: I know. And like everybody at this point is turning to Mitchy for direction or for instruction. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what about this? What about this? Like we need, you know, we need new vocals. We need, we need to make a decision on this. Like the pressure is on this one child. I hate it. I hate that they do this to these kids and these de- <laughs> It is just, it's so rude. And like, in the back of my mind, like now that you're bringing up like how Connect Three are like the biggest boy bands, like where are their choreographers? Like why couldn't they get some 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 band talent to like come and support Mitchie? Like why is it on this one it's girl? It's so frustrating. Again, she
0: heard, she, she heard Brown say, basically Mitchie agreed to this and this thing is going to end the camp she loves. So she's now like, the stakes are high and it's all my fault yeah so she is being so aggro like the kids are taking breaks and she walks in and is like i thought you were gonna be rehearsing they've been rehearsing for five hours and she's like well it needs a lot more work and she's like she like like avery said like is threat basically threatening them with camp shutting down i thought she was gonna like keep that from them but she's like
1: um do you want camp to shut down when Peggy's like, you should hear this funny story. She's like, oh, is it the story about the kids who's like, camp shut down? And I was like, oh my God. Mitchie is going through it and
0: she is showing a side
1: of herself we do
0: not love. But again, this is all Brown's fault. That is the villain of the movie. An adult who does not know how to take care of children. And oh. Jason is like, hey, Mitchie, my junior rockers and I have been working on a spotlight moment. And Mitchie's like, sorry, they're going to have to be a background moment. <laughs> So she is, and like, these kids are like, I, I think it's Baron or Sander is like, uh, oh, Sander who's like, if I wanted to go to Camp Star, I would have signed up. And like, it's true. What what the hell, Mitchie? This is the fun camp. But it's, that's not, if you want this camp around, that's the way it's got to be. And like, Brown sees all these kids. It's bitch Brown. So... Mitchy leaves like in a huff, like to go do like a dozen other things. And like Caitlin, Ella, Peggy, all these kids are like, I love her, but I'm going to kill her, which I think is a very sweet way to address this where it's like, they still love Mitchie, but she is driving them up the wall. And they're like, she's taking the fun out of summer. And Brown sees that and he hates that because this is like what his camp's about. And he turns to Shane and he's like, I think you know what you've got to do. And this really pissed me off. Because you saw this girl stressed out of her mind about saving your camp, and you—it's like that thing of like the mental load with parents, where it's like the mom who has to do a- every single thing, and then the dad who's like the fun dad, and it's like Brown, you don't get to be the fucking fun dad. You own this camp, but it, so he sees the weight of the world on this teen girl's shoulders, and is like, "Let's fuck up her day." <laughs> Jahad says, you need to step up. (laughs) Shane and Connect 3 go get the junior rockers and start a giant water balloon fight for the camp. And Mitchie's like, sheet music gets soaked and she's just so upset. And the kids have the, like obviously the kids have the time of their life. It's very sweet. It's a really fun camp moment, but Mitchie's not a part of it. Connie's like, this is not on the schedule because she is a loyal mother. And Brown's just like, this is what summer camp (laughs) is all about. If this is what summer camp is all about, Make this summer camp. Take it away from... I get so mad about it.
1: I can tell you are you are going through it. And I'm mm, Uncle Brown. You better watch out. Jahan Brown Tesario's <laughs> is a stupid. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm at it. So, the yeah, the water gun or the water balloon fight happens in the middle of their mm. rehearsal. Mitchie's pissed. But, like, that night, the, cam- the campers at the bonfire are saying that, like, today mm-hmm. was so much fun. Like, they had the time of their lives. Meanwhile, Shane is looking for Mitchie. He finds her, like in one of the, I guess like the, it's not a cabin, but like in one of like the areas, is it the dining hall? I don't know. Anyway, but she's like looking over the soaking sheet music and he's over here like, oh, I made us a moonlit picnic because, you know, I'm so great. And Mitchie's like, I'm too busy. Like I have things to do. She's clearly still upset about the balloon fight. It's just like, she's like, what were you thinking? And he's like, that it'd be nice to have a little fun. And
0: she's like. You think I'm not fun? And he says, the, once again, the whole reason I came here was to get to know you better. And she's like, well, this is me trying to save something I care about. And Avery, what does Shane say back? Well, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> because like, this is him trying to s- save what he cares about, which is them. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she's like, well, how's that working out for you? Not great. And to me, that felt like a, that felt like a, this is it for us. Like, they, like, yeah, they're done. What comes next is so important to Avery and
1: I. I mean, Jahan and I have a lot of like references and inside jokes and like quotes over the span of our, what are we on here? 14 of our our friendship. 15. 15 of our friendship. I would have to say this next song from Camp Rock 2 is probably like in our top 10 reference. It's our song. (laughs) It is our song.
0: (laughs) Like freshman year of college, Avery would like Skype me. Were we Skyping?
1: We were Skyping. Um,
0: (laughs) And I would have this song playing on Spotify. (laughs) This song is the if you were to go to the High School Musical too, the gotta go your own way of this movie it's just yes, it's the this is me uh, gotta find you of this movie it is the big Shane and Mitchie duet that I think is the best song in the film the best song in the Camp Rock films it's just like
1: so important the song for those who actually want to know <laughs> what it's called <laughs> is wouldn't change a thing yes, right.
0: it is wouldn't change a thing and
1: okay. I would not change a thing <laughs> okay i was gonna say because sometimes i just call it our venus and mars <laughs> it
0: is our venus and mars song because the song lyrics are we're like fire and rain you you can drive me insane we're like venus and mars we're like different stars but i wouldn't change a thing and it's so good you and me we're face to face but we don't see eye to eye
1: Y'all, I I can't even tell you how many times like I have texted this to Jahan, Jahan has sent me back this, like how many times we've written in the car and had this on full blast. Like this is, (laughs) this is everything for us. so beautiful. (laughs) Demi's just hitting notes that are like, incredible <laughs> and honestly like this is the first time I listened to it and
0: I was like Joe is not delivering <laughs> the way Demi is <laughs> like Joe sounds so strained comparatively <laughs> it's a perfect song but Demi is once again carrying. <laughs> yeah like it's just so good and it m- really made me say Demi and Joe should still be collabing like I know Demi loves to work with Nick but maybe have you considered how good your two duets with Joe are? <laughs> it's obviously a full musical number so they're both walking around camp and like near each other but they don't see each other because it's a musical (laughs) it's very funny they're like right next to each other (laughs) the next day Mitchie wakes up and she can't find anybody because Shane woke up everybody at dawn and handled it and Caitlin's like you were right it shouldn't be all up to you we need to step it up and I was just like sorry these kids are learning the wrong lesson." (laughs) They they were just like yeah we got to work harder to help Mitchy instead of being like Mitchy being like I should have learned to have that like camp it, camp's not all about work it's like yeah no 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 we all got to work way harder to help Mitchy <laughs> but you know shane did that really sweet thing and i honestly didn't understand his motivation i was like his whole vibe changed over the course of the song and we were supposed to just believe he like they didn't like, at the last we saw him, they just had an argument, but I guess we're supposed to believe that, like, singing wouldn't change a thing made him realize he wouldn't change a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because his whole vibe has changed this morning. Then we have a song I could skip.
1: Agreed. You know what? It's so funny because Connect 3 or slash the Jonas Brothers had in the first <gasps> movie, I Just Want to Play My Music, and that's such <laughs> a good song! <laughs> that song... That song kills. It's so good. This song. The energy that just entered Avery's (laughs) mind. Sorry. It it is such a good song. Like, I just want to play my music, like, still hits today. Absolutely. This song, forgettable. Like, not as great. And honestly, I did forget that this was a song that was coming up. I also forgot it was in the movie. And that
0: made me think, like, I do think, like, you can probably rank these numbers based off whether or not we remember them. And I did not remember this one because it blows. It's, But it is the Jonas Brothers like big number in this movie. And it's basically about teaching the campers how to be rock stars. And it's just like not the right vibe for this movie or for us personally. It's like, if you've got heart and soul, you can rock and roll or something like that. It's garbage. <laughs> but like, it also like makes a lot of classic rock and roll references. And who is this for? Like who, what? 16 year old well like well honestly if we're being honest what 13 year old watching this in 2010 gave a shit about Mick Jagger David Lee Roth or Axl Rose (laughs) like
1: hey we got the the boss Bruce Springsteen
0: reference that's why I didn't say him I was like I guess they also mentioned Bruce Springsteen which yeah I guess he he I I care about him (laughs) but yeah this number should have been cut (laughs) I agree. I agree. (laughs) There's also this very weird part where, like, Joe talks and he's like, when the spotlight hits me, yeah, yeah, right there. And the fan blows through my rock star hair. And I was like, God, I hate this. (laughs) Dana surprises Nate again and he blows it again. He, like, she basically asks him about himself and he's like, she's like, oh, I showed up here for you. And he's like, oh, cool. And she's like, that's all you have to say? Because she feels like he's just like every other teenage boy. He's like, just there. At the same time as Nate is blowing it, Mitchie is making up, making it up to Shane. She it turns so it turns out she is capable of having fun again. So maybe she learned her lesson too. Um, she takes him on a surprise rowboat outing, and they finally have their quality time.
1: And I will say, as they're having this romantic montage of like talking and canoeing, I forgot about this song. I did too. The your You're my favorite song. Because I always think, like, I'm always, like, wouldn't change a thing. This is me, like, the duets of my life. But, like, this song is really cute, too. Like, I was, like, I forgot about this song. But I did like this song. This is a cute song. Yeah, it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: enjoyed it. It it just, like, I really think it. those other two are so important to me. And, like, all the other ones were calling out, like, it's on. They're all so much more fun. I gotta give this one another chance, but I think it followed that rock star song so closely I was like, God, another disaster.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: <laughs> I know I just watched this in the last 24 hours, but I think between Brown and, like, life in general, I was just in a real, real bad <laughs> Brown has me on one. But, um... So Nate is struggling with romance so he turns to his brothers for a really fun like little scene where they're like I I can't get the girl basically. He's like she just wants to know so much about me I don't know how to talk I always screw it up and Shane's like she just wants to know you care enough to tell her about you and it's very like good advice and very sweet and it's like oh okay your boy has done one thing right romantically and now he is an advisor and then Jason also, also like nails it. He's like, he's like, Nate's like, I don't know what to say. He's like, you're a rock star. Just sing it. And we get another classic Camp Rock 2 number.
1: We get a song called Introducing Me, which I do remember this when this movie came out being a little controversial because it sounded like a Jason Mraz song that everyone was like, wait. Did Nick Jonas steal this thought? Jason Mraz thought that too. He sued them. Ah!
0: <laughs> I don't think he... I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure he didn't get anything. It sounds a lot like I'm yours, though. Is the? I, I don't know if it sounds enough like I'm yours.
1: Yeah. The opening for sure, like later in the song, not so much, but the opening is like very much sounds like Jason Mraz's, I'm yours.
0: When you're done done me and your bad I felt
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely similar. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's very similar vibes. Um, Nate in this song is just, you know, sharing all the random facts about himself. He doesn't like cheese unless it's on pizza. He has bad taste. <laughs> okay. No, but he yeah, he, he tells her all about him.
0: And we're back at Camp Star. He, like, went to Camp Star to do this. And, like, this is on uh, Dana's two-minute break. So she's, like, trying to, like, get back to her performance the whole time. And he's like, oh, just, let me just keep going. And um, because we're, every time we are at Camp Star, we see Tess and Luke fighting about the spotlight. Which I think... Mm-hmm. You, so you just... Once again, we see them being, like, it would have been better if you hadn't been in my way. And they keep call uh, like keep calling time. And finally... Dana like gets in trouble and her dad's like why aren't you performing and then he sees um he sees Nate and she gets in trouble and Nate like skitters away. This guy sucks. <laughs>
1: Axel sucks. <laughs> that mm-hmm. night back at camp, Jason and the junior campers, the junior campers are telling scary stories and the kids are like, "Ah, oh, that was weak." And Jason's <laughs> like, "Yeah, sure. It was weak. He's <laughs> frightened." <laughs> Um and they're like you know scaring him and messing around. Jason wants the lights on cuz he like was scared by the story. But the junior campers are a little worried that they may not be good enough for like the competition. And so Jason takes the junior campers on like a spy mission. Yeah. Well, what they say is, "Do you
0: really think we can win?" And he's like, "Yeah, you guys are rock stars." And the kids are like, well, "What if they're rock stars too?" <laughs> and Jason's like, I never thought about it that way. Instead of being like reassuring and the adult in the situation, this is once again a sign we shouldn't have put children in charge. And he's like, I guess I never thought about it that way. Let's go on a spy mission.
1: So they go to Camp Star and they get a chance to see the Camp Star rehearsal and like what they're up to. And the intel that they gather and report back to Camp Rock is that Mm -hmm. it's just Luke and Tess singing this entire time. Um, That the other campers of Camp Star are like in the background doing other things, but this is like just a duet performance.
0: They're also like very intimidated by like the production value and everything. They're like, the state, their like set is super big and cool. The costumes are amazing. So they're like really scaring everybody, but they're like, but it's like Avery said, it's just those two singing.
1: And so Caitlin and the other campers suggest that like, oh, well, like if they're doing a duet, then like Shane and Mitchie, like we should make this song a duet. Because they're the best singers at camp. Never mind Peggy over here. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) not Peggy off to the side who won Camp Rock last year.
0: You do not put Margaret Dupree in the corner. (laughs) She did not (laughs) give Here I Am her all last year for y'all. Wait, is
1: her name Margot Dupree? Have I been calling her the wrong name? No, no. Her name
0: is Peggy. And the big reveal at the end of the first movie is it's like,
1: and last but not
0: least is Margaret Dupree. And everyone like is like, who the fuck is Margaret oh, Dupree?
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, am I making her name wrong? Yeah. So, yes, they decide that to let's let Shade and Mitchie do a duet and let's just like cut everybody else out. And we see little Frankie Jonas looks so
0: sad about this. And Mitchie is the one who, like, she's been like all game-winning decisions the whole time right like this is something she would have suggested normally like up to this point but she's like everyone worked way too hard for them she mm-hmm. sees little sad frankie jonas and she's like goes up to the junior campers and is like are you guys okay if it's just me and shane up there and they're like well we're sad not to share our moves but that's okay if it means we can come back next year and mitchy is actually like really heartened to hear that because she's like wait you had you've had a fun summer and they're like, "Yeah, check it out!" And Frankie Jonas has his camcorder that he's been carrying the whole movie, and they like she like watches all these clips of them like pranking Jason and having fun. And this gives Mitchie a new idea, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, everybody, we've got to change some things." And then we cut to the live broadcast because it's time for Camp Wars, <laughs> the final jam.
1: It's competition night, we're all excited. Uh, We see Luke and Tess, they're like still going at it. Like they are still fighting. Last
0: scene, you know, when Caitlyn was like, if it's just a duet, Shane and Mitchie are way better than Luke and Tess and have better chemistry. Caitlyn wasn't wrong. (laughs) Luke and Tess have terrible energy. (laughs) But yes, they're fighting. And Tess sees like her old camp rock friends and definitely seems sad about the choices she's made.
1: Camp star performs. lie it's okay it wasn't memorable for me
0: no it's like a no it's called tear it down and it's basically a number about egos for their giant egos it's like Mm -hmm. all about how they're like the best and they're showing up and whatever and it has no heart it looks really cool i will say that there's a a giant crowd of backup dancers the stage is
1: cool you know what it gave me it gave me lemonade mouth who's the competition Mudslide crush mudslide crush and they were like my band is better than yeah it gave me that vibe and it's that same feeling where it's like i think we said
0: this on the lemonade mouth episode where like it's very clear from the message that the song is worse even if it's not a worse produced song or anything Mm -hmm. production value on the stage stunning dana looks happy on the keyboard she's killing it nate can't stop smiling at her and so it's like A gorgeous number in terms of funding. (laughs) It ends, we see Tess and Luke at it again. Like, you know, Mitchie immediately is like, guys, that was incredible because she is a good person. And Luke's like, yeah, only one thing would have made it better, doing it solo. And Tess is like, I couldn't agree more. And then like, he walks away and Tess is like, it's just this bantery thing we do. And then she sees her friends looking at her all sad, and she's like, she just thanks them. But it's just like, they don't believe it's banter. You've had a terrible summer. <laughs> but we find out the host is friends with Axel, but that doesn't really change anything because Brown's like, well, it's the votes that matter. And the host is like, yeah, which is why he's paid for like he, this incredible marketing budget to get every phone in the Western Hemisphere, a text telling them to vote for Camp Star. People don't need to know this is happening to know to vote for Camp Star. Terrible news. Meanwhile, uh, Nate is congratulating Dana. He brought her a little flower. Um, And Axel's like mad and is like, Dana, he is the enemy. And she's like, no, he's not. Not everything in life is a competition. And I was just like, how did Axel raise such a normal daughter? Her mom or other parent must be working overtime. (laughs) Like, truly, like, this must be like (laughs) a... I don't know if it's a split custody situation, but (laughs) Axel Turner does not have a hand in raising this girl (laughs) because she is nice. (laughs) Brown and Axel deserve each other. They're both terrible. (laughs) But yes, um, it's time for Camp Rock to go on. And they're all really nervous because one, they just saw this great performance. And two, they now know they have to perform well enough to overcome the fact that they all just got texts telling them to vote for Camp Star
1: mm hmm mm hmm mm-hmm
0: and I must once again say what's wild is that in this world three giant pop stars are competing on the losing team. You're telling me that two thousand ten era stands the under the underdog team the underdogs <laughs> have the Jonas brothers this world's <laughs> Jonas brothers, and I was just like... Like, there's no way that, like, Stans, I know, like, the Stan era is more recent, but, like, even in 2010, Twitter existed. You know, they would have been, like, vote for Connect3 under, like, random-ass Twitters. Come to Brazil. Vote for Connect3. But you know what? They're still nervous, and they get out there, and they sing, this is what we came here for. But not the Rihanna and Calvin Harris (laughs) one.
1: This song is a beautiful, wholesome song, where yes, Shane and Mitchy are the ones singing, but everyone is participating. Mm-hmm. There's 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 little Frankie Jonas's videos all from camp playing in the mm-hmm. background. There's people on trampolines in the back. Everyone's just having a good time. I feel bad for Mitchy because when Mitchy was singing, you definitely could see her breath, and I was like, "Is it cold?" <laughs> oh, these poor kids. <laughs> these poor children. But it's it's a it truly is like a love song devoted to camp and like the the love of camp. And I was like, "Oh, it's very sweet." I
0: will say, these campers come out to sing. They're barely in. Co- they're 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 dressed kind of normal. And I was like, it truly does look nothing like the spectacle we just witnessed from Camp Star. But it is wholesome, mm-hmm. and what it does show is again like how much fun they're having at camp, right? Um, yeah, and it just like. Yeah, they don't have the production value, but they got, they've got great voices, and they have an abundance of heart, you know? So they're Yes. And um, I'll be honest, the video ends with a clip that made me tear up, for reasons I kind of mentioned earlier. Because the last clip in their video of their fun summer is the junior rockers giving Jason a birdhouse shaped like a guitar. And <laughs> I oh, was like, he's been waiting two movies. <laughs> It it got me (laughs) and it's the payoff of a joke from the first movie which to me is cry worthy (laughs) but it was also very sweet because it was like yeah he was having trouble with these campers and they knew what he they made him this beautiful little birdhouse and so they perform they're like every the whole crowd is cheering everybody is bringing out their phones connie all the kids on stage, they're all texting for Camp Rock. And Axel is talking-
1: Bring out those flip phones! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I agree.
0: I, if in 2010, you and I would have been on our matching Palm Centros texting up a store. <laughs> and Axel's like, it'll never sell. And brown Brown's like, you know, it should still be about the music. And he's like, that's why you'll never make it in this business. And then the audio cuts out, or the, the voice is cut out.
1: As we watch Camp Rock lose. <laughs> I I want to say, I, lo- I, I love this as a choice to like how they determine like who won. So it's this like silent slow-mo of like seeing Mitchie's face fall. Oh. Of Axel raising his fist mm-hmm. and hugging Luke. Of like us not actually hearing mm-hmm. who won. But like visually seeing people's reactions to understand like, oh they lost. Like. I think it was a great film choice. I loved it. I did
0: too. (laughs) And you see like Tess like be happy and then her face falls when she sees her friend set and Mitchie is crying. And you know, Demi brought it to this moment, which is why I think it works so well. Like when Mitchie's face falls, like Avery said, Mitchie's face falls and Tess like reaches out to Mitchie and it's like, okay, Tess, we can't keep going through this with you. Learn the lesson or don't learn the lesson. But like she reaches out to Mitchie, which is a really nice choice. It's really nice, because, yeah, we don't need to hear the cheering to know what happened. We know exactly what happened. It's silent. And then we go to our very sad final campfire. And this is a funeral. (laughs) This is... The vibes are bad. (laughs) Like... Mitchie is folding up the Camp Rock flag for one last time. She's like, I guess I'll take it home as a souvenir. Because Camp Rock's done for is what all these kids believe, right? Like, why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Even Shane is like, I can't believe we lost. Sir, you're going back to your career as a rock star. You don't have the concerns of these children. (laughs) But it's like, can't believe we lost. And Mitchie says, every song can't be a hit. Doesn't mean we have to stop singing. And I was like, yes apparently she was quoting Shane I don't remember when he said that she's like like you said but anyway I was like yeah every song can't be a hit doesn't mean we have to stop singing speak on it Mitchie and she says you know I'm what we're getting here is uh, one beautiful conversation he's like I'm really sorry I didn't spend more time with you this summer and he says hey the whole reason I came here this boy cannot stop saying this but she interrupts him he's like yeah to get to know me better he's like well, I learned everything I needed to know. So sweet. And what do we get then, Avery? Hello. They kiss!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Classic decom takes two movies to kiss. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. With the exception of Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine was too steamy for a decom. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Listen, that thing should have been on Hallmark. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yes, movie two, we get a kiss.
0: Ugh. Oh so so gorgeous if it's truly like they were like okay this is how well high school musical 2 went so we got to do this They got to kiss at the end of the second movie and you know what it worked again (laughs) um and then we have these uh mitch and mitchy mitch Mitch and shane (laughs) lead the campfire song which is this is our song this is our summer uh it's very cute it's very sweet it's heartfelt all the kids join in. They got the campfire. Um and then Frankie spots some canoes.
1: And who's in the canoes but the Camp Star campers. They come across the lake because and they want to hang out because they don't get to do this type of thing. It's so sad. <laughs> and they're all coming saying that like they want to join Camp Rock next year. Is there still room? Is there still space? they just wanted normal camp and parents are calling because again what they the whole
0: thing was brown was like when parents see camp star versus camp rock they're going to want to send their kids to camp star but what mitchie did by putting this video of all the summer fun on screen is she showed them how much more fun how much more the kids were enjoying camp rock and that's what parents saw and now the phones are ringing off the hook so in a classic DCOM and like great movie fashion, they lose the contest, but win the bigger victory. <laughs> Another, I think every time I say that, I do reference the fact that our number one listener, one of many number one listeners, Carrie Crowley, loves like when you lose the competition, but win the bigger victory.
1: Beautiful.
0: Where was Camp Rock 3? I'm still waiting.
1: Listen, I would personally fund this movie.
0: I would find a way. <laughs> I uh, listen. I'd write it.
1: We'd write it. We'll write it
0: for free. <laughs> we won't write about chi- free child labor.
1: <laughs> no, we won't. no, we won't. if if no, Mitchie's
0: we won't. working <laughs> at the camp, we are gonna talk about how she's in the union. We're gonna talk. <laughs> We're gonna talk about how her collected paychecks.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Wow. God, you know what? As much as it stressed me out, as much as it made me angry. It still hits. <laughs> Truly, my brows were yeah. furrowed every time Brown was on screen.
1: Oh no. <laughs> we saved camp. The phones are going crazy. They're ringing off the hook. People want to camp to come. People want to go to Camp Rock, and Camp Rock will live again. Mm. Well, Jahan, I think we know how we felt about the movie. <laughs> It's time for Adam's Corner. <laughs> it's time for Adam's Corner. Well, oh, we do need a song
2: for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yeah, I share all of your sentiments. Um, as I told you both before we started recording, I want to tell the listeners I watched for the first time since my first viewing in 2008, Camp Rock 1, yesterday. And I listened to the episode uh, From A to Xenon with these two here. And it was very surreal to listen to an episode that I was not a part of. And for me to listen to you both in the same room, that was very cool. And then today I listened to Camp Rock and similar to Jahan finished about an hour or so before we started to record. Absolutely incredible. The chemistry between, honestly, all of the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato is incredible. (laughs) Um, I did not pick up on freaking Jonas in the movie. I I, I was charmed by that little kid, and I didn't realize who that was until just (laughs) now. So that was cool. And as I told you both, I think Kevin Jonas kind of won me over with his performance in this movie. And as I was doing my research, you know, him in general, which, you know, uh, is debatable and is fine. But anyway, we can talk about that another time. when we get to these uh, reviews here. (laughs) This... First one, I like to read in like a small British girl's accent. Not that I'm going to do it, but when I read it (laughs) online. um, This movie is amazing. I like Demi from Princess Protection Program, and she is awesome. Do you watch the movie? (laughs) Um, This next one is, I love the movie in all caps. First, the movie has a lot of details. Second, the movie has a lot of friendly scenes and i didn't know what they meant by that friendly scenes next one 40 rotten tomatoes no 100 percent. the dancing was amazing songs were so good you don't even know how much i love this movie and then like a million exclamation points put this movie in with my ashes thanks <laughs> agree <laughs> this next one is from three years ago so it says nine years later i'm still watching this movie but they should make another one where Mitchy runs Camp Rock and Mitchie's daughter goes to Camp Rock and falls for a less fortunate kid. Do you know what I mean? Question mark. And my answer to that one was, no, I don't know what you mean, actually. <laughs> uh, what is that, a less fortunate kid? Does that mean Mitchie is a less fortunate kid in this circumstance? No. Anyway, I think they're just talking about one being the rock star and one not being a rock star, but kind of hit me the wrong way there. Anyway, this next one I love. I think this one is British, too. Uh, I love when that you can kind of catch where they're from with the spelling. Um, and this one says mummy. So I love Camp Rock. I watch it with me mummy. I don't really like American film. But when I came across Camp Rock, I fell in love with it. Demi Lovato should make Camp Rock a seasonal movie. Thank you. I rated it a five.
0: Agree with the seasonal movie.
2: <laughs> Just I have want some Camp questions Rock about
0: year. why all these British kids are coming across Camp Rock. and feeling so strongly hey, hey
2: they they sent that text worldwide so everyone in the oh, i no. guess western hemisphere maybe people yeah that, but i think I, I don't know what
0: the hemispheres
2: are uh <laughs> i think western is north america south america and that's it and then the,
0: wow they wouldn't have
2: gotten yeah text. so they wouldn't have gotten in england but uh-huh. i don't know maybe you know, they heard it from a friend in brazil anyway um next one this is the best movie i have ever seen it is the perfect amount of drama love and comedy to attract audiences of all ages if someone says this movie is bad they're just upset they didn't win final jam (laughs) uh and the next one i heart emoji this movie kevin jonas is like my favorite band member agree with that one (laughs) and this next part is where it takes a turn I would like to wish that the Jonas Brothers would stop drinking and cussing and pay more attention to God. Now the upside, they seem pretty down to earth if you minus the cussing and drinking. I am not trying to would mean, but I just want them to know. I don't think they'll read that review. <laughs> That's the last one I have.
0: This person clearly like heard champagne problems <laughs> and was like, I miss the old days.
2: <laughs> oh boy. That one caught me off. That's one of the top reviews that was... That's
0: very funny.
1: <laughs> Interesting.
2: I didn't know they were drinking and cussing. I didn't know about that.
1: What What year
0: was this, or that last review from? Uh, a year ago. Yeah, that's...
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: that's based on their <laughs> recent work.
2: <laughs> Alrighty,
0: that's fair. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. They heard Sucker and they were like, this is not for me. <laughs> but yes, so... We got to talk about these actors. I do know, knowing Avery and I, we will go a little off the rails. Who should we start with in this cast? Who do you want to start with? I guess we got to start with the light of our lives.
1: Okay, 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 okay. I, it's funny that you said that because literally, I put Demi equals the forever star of my world. That's literally and that's what how I, have how it. I feel.
0: <laughs> it's just like they like Avery. Like I love Demi now. I have always liked Demi, but like in high school, I was like more of, I was like, Avery and I like differed on, I love a pop song. I don't think you need to be a good singer for a pop song. So I love a Selena Gomez song because I think as long as you produce a song that is catchy and fun, it's perfect. So Avery and I kind of fell on opposite sides of that line where I was like, A Year Without Rain is a perfect song. And Avery was like, have you ever listened to Demi Lovato's vocals? (laughs) And... Here I am, here I am, like Margaret Dupree in movie one, saying, Avery is right. (laughs) I fully agree. Here we are some, like, 11 years since Avery and I were having this argument. Demi, first of all, we don't need to pit them against each other. However, I was more of a Selena fan, and I think I am now much, much more of a Demi fan. And Avery... Really won that battle to the point that we spent an exorbitant amount of money on concert tickets in the year 2016 to
1: see Demi come from beneath the stage in a bodysuit and cape. How many episodes have I mentioned that? Uh, You know what? If we mentioned it every episode, it wouldn't be enough. So (laughs) it's fine. Avery has been caping for Demi for years. I, I, I don't think people understand. Like, I... You know, we we joke and we who and we ha every episode. But, like, high school Avery, like, senior year Avery was so invested in Sunny with a chance. And, like, so, like, I would literally come to the cafeteria being like, so did we watch last week's episode as an 18-year-old? And you know just... what? Nobody ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else was keeping I up. Just... <laughs> I, like... Demi is like one of those celebrities. And you know, there are few and far between. Like I I try not to get like so deep, like obsessive about celebrity culture because I realize there's a level of like... That's not me. (laughs) But I will say Demi is one of those artists, you know, I have a couple in my life, but like Demi is probably one of those where I have very much like followed her trajectory and am rooting for her like always and forever. Her vocals don't lie. Her albums, her she has hits galore. We've talked about this. Confident, Cool for the Summer, Sorry Not Sorry. Like they have gone through truly so much. And like the hits keep on coming. They've also dealt with issues of like sobriety and drug use and like mental health issues, eating disorders, sexual assault and I just like there's so much that Demi has gone through and so the fact that I don't know the fact that she's still here with us the fact that they're still here in this world like making music and like doing all the things like I guess that's why I root for Demi because like (laughs) she's like Demi's been through hell and like is still out here like laughing and making music and doing all the things and I'm just like yeah
0: I am I mean I'm glad Demi has a support system because they've clearly held held them up and it's just like I want them to do an even better job I want their their like agent or like whoever they're labeled to just like give more of a shit about Demi because we do and it's not enough that it's just us
1: (laughs) I know I you I have I have watched every documentary that she has ever made (laughs) I recommend watching the Dancing with the Devil documentary that came out in 2021 that coincided with her album release. Like that, that documentary was so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I just, I may have teared up a little bit. It was, it was just really, again, we are so lucky that Demi is still with Mm -hmm. us. And I'm happy that Demi is still making music. Like we said earlier in the episode, substance that's the title of the album right it's not just the title of the sequ- of the single but the album right i'm not sure of the new album you're... oh no it's it's oh no 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 i'm sorry i know this it's holy fuck holy fuck is the out al- is the title of the album that's coming wow, out that reviewer substance is, is getting
0: ready to write another review <laughs> <laughs> i wish I debbie know. lovato would not use
1: <laughs> i'm sorry i know the title of the album is called holy fuck substance is the single i love that but Demi. the album is <laughs> the album is coming out i will probably be listening to it for the remainder of the year i'm excited i'm excited for debbie to go back to her punk rock i'm excited too and, i didn't really yeah, listen
0: to the 2021 yeah. release honestly that was
1: okay okay yeah the 2017 album Yo, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is the, this is the ruin the friendship yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah games. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> the one where you got confident, you got, um,
0: fucking daddy issues. Daddy issues. What a song. <laughs> and that year, you know, Demi had sorry, not sorry. So Demi has had some huge hits, I think the world is still underappreciating that voice, underappreciating that talent, that resilience. So like Avery, I am ready to see Demi just take off like a rocket. I will also say if Demi wants to live a quiet life for the rest of their life and like maybe be a little more laid back and just occasionally release music quietly, I'd support them in that too because this industry is terrible on child stars. I know they released a song called 29, like, yesterday or something
1: yeah no demi's definitely earned if she said today like i'm going to retire i'd be like okay yeah i i mean yeah we cry but we'd understand because
0: this industry does not take care of their kids
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and i also wanted to point out because i had to do you know a little like research do you know Demi has 54.2 million followers on Twitter? She has more followers than Nick, Joe, and Kevin combined. Holy shit. That's <laughs> like, sorry, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> like, yes. That's the thing. And
0: <laughs> somehow I still feel like the world doesn't understand Demi's appeal.
1: I know. I know. Oh, I agree. And like, Demi has, you know... Between the albums, she's done a couple of acting here and there. I think she was not like, a, she had a guest spot on the revival of like Will and Grace. She's been doing things, but I don't think it's to the level that like, we got to talk about the engagement <laughs> that, was, that came and gone. Because you know me, as a Demi fan, I was like, who is this boy? I've never heard of him and was kind of concerned and skeptical when the engagement happened. Because I was like, I haven't heard of this boy. Do we trust him? Has he been vetted by me? He was not, and he was gone, and I'm happy he is. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that.
0: <laughs> I just want Demi to have a nice, relaxing life. Yeah. And maybe making some music every now and then. Preferably working with the Jonas Brothers. We were rooting for Ruin the Friendship to be about Nick Jonas, I remember.
1: <laughs> Do we still think it's not? Because I think it still is. Listen, like Adam said, the chemistry with every Jonas brother. I mean, they went on tour together. The tour that we saw, they were touring together. They were doing promo together. They got really close. And that was the thing too, like even after like her and Joe broke up, like her and Nick Mm -hmm. were like still very much friends and like collaborating and doing things behind the scenes for each other. So I was always like, oh, I think this song is about Nick. (laughs) Also, Demi did sing the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl in 2020. So,
0: you know, Demi is, I think... Still a massive celebrity, I just don't understand the conversation around them feels like it's it's missing how good that voice is. I feel like somehow, and I don't know why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's like the songs mm-hmm. aren't getting to people or people aren't realizing how good they are. Oh no all of you, every single one of you stop sleeping on demi <laughs> <laughs> love demi um would also be very happy if she if she like settled into like a a Kelly Clarkson. Esque A career where Kelly seems to be prioritizing her happiness and her, what makes her happy is singing covers on her talk show. <laughs> God. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, so the rest of the cast. Who else do we have? We have the Jonas Brothers. And I will say, I remember, like, I think in our original Camp Rock 2, or maybe this was on our Camp Rock, we each had to come prepared with our top five favorite Jonas Brothers songs. <laughs> And it's so funny because they reunited and released new music a year later.
1: <laughs> yes 20, 2019 Happiness Begins album, Return of the Jonas Brothers Millennium Girl or Millennia Millennial Girls Everywhere Rejoice. He did. I went to see them in concert pre pandemic.
0: I went to Barclays or Madison. I think I went to like Madison Square Garden, the real one, not the one from Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> Not the ant one. <laughs> Not whatever tiny New Mexico stadium that was. No, it was Mesa, Arizona. But <laughs> Truly had the worst seats you can have. We were like seated up with all the dads who were accompanying <laughs> children. And we're like, oh, we paid for the good seats for our wives and kids. And we're we're back here. And we're like, yeah, us too. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're back. And... Honestly, Sucker was an incredible song. I also liked most of Happiness Begins. I thought it was a fun album. Uh, Sucker was incredible. Of course, nothing is topping things like Paranoid, Much Better, S.O.S., Burning Up, Play My Music, as Avery said, so don't worry. I
1: love Paranoid. We
0: know where our loyalties lie, and it's with the hits, the classics. The Jonas Brothers are, of course, still very active. I got an email because apparently I am in their fan club online or something. I don't know. But they're doing three
1: shows in Vegas soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, they, yeah, they did three shows in Vegas this summer and just announced, like, literally days ago that they're doing some dates in November. Oh, we should go. Uh, <laughs> Listen. They'd be
0: amazing. <laughs> Uh, but yes um so the jonas brothers are all still killing it you know they're all uh so uh kevin had at this time already as we pointed out gotten married in 2010 20, 2009 but kevin had already started a family had like settled down as a contractor briefly which is very funny and is now back to being <laughs> a pop star and celebrity also now so all three have kids now actually mm-hmm. joe married sophie turner somehow found a bigger star than him to marry incredible (laughs) i guess is she a bigger star i feel like maybe i don't know they're a they seem like a great couple they seem like a lot of fun as a celebrity couple they have two kids now i think or one and another on the way or something anyway
1: no he they just had that second kid like i want to say a few weeks ago we're like hitting recent congratulations (laughs) to joe and sophie so glad to be I do think Joe's birthday was like a day or two ago. Wow. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They posted a TikTok.
0: <laughs> they're yeah. all also very active on TikTok. Speaking of, like, mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. they're very good at like getting like the nostalgic views, but also that they, I will say, like Joe especially, Nick a little bit, but Joe especially is so funny, and I think it's like he and Sophie are just very good at social media and being a little weird. And so they, they really get these like viral TikToks going.
1: We gotta we gotta talk two things. One, we gotta talk about Joe's Stint on DNCE because I love DNCE. Yes.
0: <laughs> I do too. You know, I think that album's
1: amazing. Do they just have the one album? So they have the 2016 album and then have like been putting out singles ever since. The singles are good too. Okay. But that album, that 2016 album. I mean, that gave us Cake by the Ocean, which is, like, still playing. There are no skips on that album. It's so good. Pay My Rent, <sighs>
0: Toothbrush. God, like... look, I am being taken back. I was, like, a year <laughs> late on that album, too, I remember. And I was, like, I believe I said on one of our episodes, hey, I like that song. Then what about the toothbrush? And you were, like,
1: toothbrush? <laughs> I love toothbrush. It, it's a... <laughs> It's a good album. They're still making, sing- or like releasing singles. I would love another album. I would go see D&C. Like I would, I would go see them as a, yeah, as a. So that's what's act. interesting. As we
0: learned in the Happiness Begins era, when they released all those documentaries that I didn't watch, but other people did.
1: <laughs> I watched. Yeah, we
0: learned that like Nick broke, like what we all had believed anyway, Nick broke up the band for a solo career. And I think that makes sense, honestly, because what I've always said since like, seeing the Sucker music videos and seeing them reunite. since just like, I fully believe Nick is the better vocalist. I think Nick's solo work is amazing. I love the tour we saw when he and Demi were touring together. That whole album he did uh, with Levels, with... Oh. That
1: album! <laughs> Slap! It's so good! That album! Bacon! Levels! Teacher!
0: Teacher is the one I was thinking of. Teacher? <laughs>
1: It's such a
0: sexy song! <gasps> Nick! <laughs> I am hot and bothered. But yeah, right? Yes! So the thing is, this is another thing listener Carrie Crowley says all the time too, but like, there's only there's only one with the it factor. And in the band, Joe's it factor is overpowering, right? You want him at the front because he has the like front man energy. He has the Harry Styles energy. He has the like innate charisma of the... Like, you just you just take the front of the stage naturally. And I think, understandably, Nick did not want that any longer. So he left. He released all of this really fucking good music, though, too. So he wasn't wrong. He was right. He knew he could stand on his own as a musician, and he did. Joe was not that bothered. Went to the DNCE. Kevin's life was ruined. I mean, he had married to Jonas on E and became a
1: contractor.
0: (laughs) But, like, you know, like... For them to, like, get over that and come back together, I think, is very exciting. I, do I? But I and then Nick is still releasing solo music, too. So it's like they, they're they kind of doing it all. Nick is also obviously, I forgot to say, married to Priyanka Chopra. They now have one child as well.
1: So Joe is going to be in a war movie called Devotion oh, no. with Glenn Powell and Jonathan Majors. Just want to let you know.
0: Well, that's an incredible cast.
1: Is Wow. See, Joe really is going the Harry Styles route. All right. Okay. He and Nick have been promoting the Rob's Popcorn if you've been seeing it on Twitter. I will say it's wild because I always saw Nick as more of an actor than Joe. Oh oh, but here you but here you go. Okay. So Nick is on that he's he's on that NBC he's judging that NBC dancing show with Shakira. Right.
0: May she get out of jail soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears, I cannot have those hips in jail. Um, There's a
0: she wolf in a
1: prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nick is going. He just announced that he's also going to be doing a movie with Glenn Powell called Foreign Relations, and it's going to be like a buddy like friend movie. Oh, that's awesome! I think it's fun that they're both doing projects with Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell like, wins a war movie. So busy, <laughs> right? charming i think he should also stick with the rom-coms for what it's worth
0: he's crushing it in all these films and i was like sorry none of them are set it up
1: <laughs> and then of course you know kevin is doing claim to fame Jahan's watch which by, the, <laughs> which by the way i'm sorry last episode you know how you said I haven't seen the one that aired like two days ago yet, but... No, no, no. You were saying Simone Biles' sister has the face of Simone Biles. (laughs) I finally saw a picture of her on Twitter and I went, whoa! Okay. So for this, I need to... (laughs) I need to
0: explain the premise of Claim to Fame to our audience. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Because... But it also helps because it covers what Frankie Jonas is up to as well. Frankie Jonas, only 21 years old, I think. Very young still. That feels a little too young actually, but it's what I just read. I was about to say, he's a baby. Yeah, he's only 21. I thought he was a little older, because he like graduated from like some school at some point. Oh, I guess he's currently a student at Columbia. He dislikes being referred to as the bonus Jonas. My apologies. <laughs> um made a lot of waves on TikTok. That said, I have also seen him referred to as like kind of a bad boyfriend on TikTok. I don't know. I don't think he's like had any scandals, but I like just kind of like maybe I I need to read into him more. That said, he's like very big on TikTok and he is with Kevin hosting Claim to Fame. And it's so funny that they're hosting it because the premise of the show is that every member, every person on the show staying in this house is related to a celebrity. But you don't know who their celebrity is and you get clues and you get clues through like competition games and also at the start, they like each do two truths and a lie. So just as an example, the most obvious one is that this girl gets up and she says she's related to an Olympic athlete. Um, it's her sister and she's a track star. And then you look at this girl's face and you're like, you have Simone Biles exactly." <laughs> You have your truth, your two truths, or your sister is an Olympic athlete. Your lies that she's a track star, and it's just such a funny show because it's like that's Frankie Jonas's entire life. Like he is related to the celebrity, and they were like, "Yeah, let's have him host." And they are honestly doing a great job hosting. They have a really fun dynamic considering they have like what fifteen years between them as brothers or whatever. And it's been, it's I've really enjoyed it. I think it's the silliest thing, but yes. Simone Biles' sister has her exact
1: face. I finally saw a picture today and I was like, whoa, Jahan didn't lie. (laughs) It's really funny because, again, the premise of the show is that it's a competition where you
0: have to guess the other people. And if you guess right, you're safe. If you guess wrong, you have to go home. So everybody wants to keep the sister as their ace because they they don't want to use the person they know. They want to always have one person they're sure of. (laughs) So... Simone Biles' sister is just there being safe. (laughs) Y'all really got to watch Claim to Fame. I'm so sorry. I went off. (laughs) But speaking of other people, so the Jonas Brothers all still busy. Um, Demi still busy putting out music currently. I would love to talk about Dana. Dana played by Chloe Bridges. Okay. Currently, so she shows up in everything. She shows up in the Carrie Diaries pretty a couple years after Camp Rock. She shows up in um, and she often plays a mean girl. But she shows up in stuff every now and then. And recently she actually showed up in Maggie on Hulu which is a sitcom that only I watched.
1: I have not seen it. I know you told me to. I have not
0: seen it. Listen, she's just she's like the nice girlfriend of the romantic interest, which is always a dangerous position to be in. But she's been really sweet and great on that. And so good for her. She's also married to Adam Devine or whatever from uh, who I, I know from Pitch Perfect, but he's famous for workaholics and they seem like a very sweet couple to me.
1: We have our girl, Jasmine Richards, who plays Peggy. I'm a little sad because when I looked on her IMDb, she hasn't done anything since 2013. It's not right. She was so good. I know. And, okay, I have one request, Disney+. Plus. As much as I watch your shows and promote all of your content, I need the Canadian shows on the Disney <laughs> Plus platform because she was in a show called Natural Sadie, which I absolutely absolutely love and I would love for audiences today or the young children of today to to watch Naturally Sadie because I absolutely adored it we can put that we can put Life with Derek on Disney plus I beg please I had to watch it in college all on YouTube put it on the platform (laughs) we are begging and yeah give Jasmine Richards work again yes I want to see her come back she was real. really, like uh, she's very charming in this too, with not very much screen time, which is what's impressive. Uh, Megan Martin, who plays Tess. Jahan, why did I not catch that she was an awkward, MTV's awkward? Oh my God, we were such loyal viewers. <laughs> I know. So Jahan and I loved this show called Awkward that was on MTV, Maddie McKibben, forever the teen jock of my life. But she played like a Julie, which was like one of the mean girls. She definitely has, she definitely plays like that popular slash mean girl trope. So she was in Mean Girls 2. Mm-hmm. She was playing a mean girl and Awkward. I looked at her IMDb and like most recently she does a lot of voice work for like video games. And she's also in like a couple of shorts. But she also, she's, she got married in 2016 to uh, Ollie Higginson, who's a theater actor. So a great name.
0: Uh, It seems like, yeah,
1: she weirdly has a super
0: long Wikipedia for someone, I would say, I did not think had been super active lately, but she's super busy, actually. Like, I think because she's married to someone British, she's now very active in the UK, I think. So Mm -hmm. we're not Mm -hmm. seeing her, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. I I guess, um, she. I think she's doing a lot of British theater. She must be interesting as an American. (laughs) Uh, But that's really exciting, because I'm glad she's like having success there awesome then we have another queen of mine another love i have loved alison stoner so much since i was a kid and she was like the weird one in cheaper by the dozen and i was like yeah that's what i'm like that's not what i was like but that's what i wanted to be like (laughs) uh we love alison stoner i'm sure on the first camp rock episode we talked for 10 minutes about how she is like one of the greatest of all time child hip-hop dancers Like, there's never been another to do it like her when Missy Elliott was honored. I think it was it the VMAs? Um, oh, I forget. I think it was the VMAs. She brought Alison okay. Stoner back out because Alison Stoner was famous for being the little kid in all of Missy Elliott's videos, which is so cool and so great to see. Allison like is also very active on social media as like a voice mm-hmm. about like sort of coming out later in life and Also a lot about mental, she talks a lot about mental health, I think, and just sort of like, I do think she sort of stepped away from celebrity in a sense, but it's weird because she's still
1: putting out tons of content for a huge audience, but not in the same way. I mean, we've talked about her career in the past. I mean, she was in Cheaper by the Dozen. She did the step up movies later, I think in like three or four Mm. She did a lot of stuff on Disney. Who can forget Mike Super Short Show? If you were a millennial, you saw Michael, uh, Mike Super Short Show, and she did some voice work on Disney. Her like, uh,
0: she, yeah, at Sweet Life too. She was Max. Yeah. Busy, busy, uh, and often playing tomboys, which it's very funny because that like, because like she came out and like did this video where she shaved her head and stuff, and it was this whole thing, and it was just very funny because I think like all of TikTok and Twitter was like, like seeing her play a tomboy as a kid with so many kids like being feeling like they were
1: seen as like queer kids and then she came out so that's fun (laughs) also i would love to say i love the haircut that she has because it really accentuates her cheekbones like she has like her face is dynamic in a way that like i don't think was shown when she had like more hair mm-hmm. and now that she's cut it, her face is impeccable. Really? I'm sorry. I was looking her up on Twitter today and I was like, yeah,
0: it, you're correct. Uh, it was the right call.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely agree. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, yeah. I, I loved her. Um, also just while we're speaking, I guess about um, their pasts, uh, Demi Lovato, we got to count up her um, decoms. So she has Camp Rock 1, Mm. Camp Rock 2, and Princess Protection Program. Is that it? Does that count as like a... I don't know if that counts as a DCOM regular. We never set the number
1: limits. (laughs) But I think the fact that she did have a two-season show, Sunny, with a chance to... As well. She... I mean... That makes her one of our...
0: our, That makes them one of our,
1: like, DCOM uh, stars. Uh, uh,
0: Listen, nobody's up there with Brenda Song yet. (laughs) I think, like, the scale really ends at Brenda's song, and you can, like, reach up to that level. I think that's
1: that's kind of everybody. I feel like if we go any further to talk more... I know. We, would, we could do a whole would...
0: episode just about Demi and the Jonas Brothers, and we really shouldn't.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> like, we did not go deep into their past, because we know it would drive you all the way. <laughs> but yeah, Rock 2 is a decom sequel. We don't get a ton of those. Uh, but when we do, they're fun. We get to see our friends again. We get to see our friends with slightly better hair and
1: style. I I was took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, hair, so much better. Oh my God, we didn't even cause... talk about Shane's hair. It's like straightened all of the first
0: movie and they were like, okay, movie two, Joe Jonas can have his curls back. Everybody looks great.
1: I I watched this movie and I remembered why I had a crush on Nick and Joe growing up, I'll say I'll just say it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's
0: very funny yeah. that they like decided that like Kevin, who I love but can't really act, would <laughs> would always play the dummy, including in jo- yeah. Jonas the series. Very strange choice. <laughs> yeah, you know this movie. It's it's a blast. You know it are a lot of the songs forgettable. Yes, but the songs that hit
1: hit <laughs> absolutely absolutely
0: stop making these tweens work so hard is my takeaway but you know I understand why they made this film right why you have these superpower talents of the Jonas Brothers and Demi Lovato bring them back together do it again put them even like put the Jonas Brothers even more in the movie put even more songs Camp Rock is a very special movie so they did it a little differently this time but you know
1: it, what it it was fun, absolute thrill of my life. <laughs> I I truly enjoyed. I I love seeing kids doing what they love, doing what they do. I think this is just a great movie to end the summer on. To like end with camp, and I'm excited and can't believe that we have done a year of this, Shahan. Like, ah, I'm so excited. What like next? Season is this season two of a, of the show? I don't know. Wow. I but I'm, so. <laughs> I'm excited for what this season two was gonna bring. And as always, Adam, we couldn't have done this without you. Yes, thank you so much, Adam. This this next
0: year, this whole year of uh from A to Xenon, like Avery said, doesn't exist without you and your hard work. Wow, I can't believe we made it a year. <laughs> um thank you so much for listening this is from ada xenon subscribe rate us follow us at from ada xenon if you have a crush like avery had on joe and nick jonas perhaps you can email it to us at supernova girls 2049 at gmail.com i don't check the email but i trust one day i'll open it and there'll be a crush in there (laughs) uh so you can follow me at jahan 413 on twitter Adam is at the podcast Adam across all platforms at Avery.
1: I'm at Camille says 36. Thank you so much.
0: This is our song. This is our summer. (laughs)